With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, this is Connor Orr from the MMQB NFL podcast. Just a quick warning, if you are listening to this podcast with kids, we do make jokes about Santa Claus and Santa Claus's role in the presentation of presents on Christmas Day. Hello and welcome to the MMQB NFL Podcast. I'm Connor Orr, yet again sequestered in Connor Orr's basement due to some mysterious daycare-born child's illness. It's like a cough, cold, cough, cold, not COVID, sinus infection, <laughs> earache, and like when if anybody out there has kids, they understand it's not mm-hmm. one disease that a doctor can pinpoint. It's yeah. just like you're getting blasted with nine other infections at once albert i don't know if you can relate yeah, but well, you sure know what like familiar. the one that always like terrified me that like just sounds the worst when my kids were that young we still have a three-year-old over here but like with the eight and six-year-old the one that always terrified me was hand foot and mouth that yeah. was the one that sounded the worst to me i don't know why it sounded the worst but it sounded the worst it seems like it, cu- it it encompasses like the whole body. There's a hand, yeah. there's a foot, there's a mouth. There's like that's basically the whole thing, you know. And if you think about like what kids do with their feet and their hands and their mouth, it's just yeah. like there's some there's some gross stuff that goes on there. And so, um, yeah, I, I that was the one that always like when you got the message and I like when you get the message from the preschool at the email. There's like such and such kid had. There's like such and such like a number of kids that have hand, foot, and mouth in the class, you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Remember that disease, like, wiped out the Mets clubhouse in 2014 or 15? There was, like, a year where they were on a run, and they got totally wiped out by hand, foot, and mouth. Um, We're going to get into what I basically did for today's show is I stole Albert's mailbag, and I took a couple <laughs> uh, questions out, and we're going to we're gonna break down some of the topics of the day. But yep. you mentioned the daycare thing, and I'm very curious. What kind of daycare parent are you? If it's Sniffles, are they home? Or is it sniffles and everybody else has got to deal with this because it's not just my problem? We never really did like we have a the the preschool in our town is attached. One of the preschools in our town is attached to the elementary school. It's like a separate business, but it's part of like so like my like my kids go to went to preschool in the same building. They wind up going to elementary school. in, Right. And so, like, it was sort of like when they'll, they'll take them as young as like, I think, eight months or something like that. So we never had like full on daycare. I feel like COVID changed all of that. You know what I mean? Like it went from like tough it out, like stop faking it, whatever, you know, like the same stuff that we got when we were kids to COVID being like after COVID, like it was like your kid had like, like, a, like, a, like fluid, like drop from his eye, like a drop of fluid drop from his eye. And it's like, sound the alarm, get this kid the hell out of here, <laughs> call the parents. You know what I mean? Like it, it didn't, it, it, it needed to be almost, like it could be almost anything like because I remember when we were kids, you almost had to put on like a full on act 
to get oh, sure. to get to get them to send you home. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you remember that? Like there'd be a day you wouldn't be in want to be in school, and you might plan it from the time you get there. And I'm gonna start coughing, and then I'm gonna kind of bend over and like like seem like I'm really weak. And I mean, it, it took like a full on act to get the school nurse to send you home. Now it's like I mean I guess it's the same concept as snow days, right? Like now it's like one little thing goes wrong, and like that's it, you're going home. Oh yeah, I mean I remember with my mom having to. Really, I don't know if anyone ever uh, has seen Reservoir Dogs, but the scene where the guy is dying in the back seat from a gunshot wound to his stomach, (laughs) I basically had to reenact that and hope that, especially after I got a Sega Dreamcast, right? So I was going to be able to stay home and play that all day, but I really, I mean, I had to earn that. So it's not like, you know, yeah. It's two weeks in a row Dreamcast talk too, which is good. I I, I do remember... (laughs) Like when you got a new video game, that would be when you wanted to do it, right? Oh, like yeah. so, video games, little break at eleven Eastern for the Price is Right, then back to the video <laughs> games, right? And I, for some reason, I always remember having like oodles of noodles for lunch Ooh. when I when I uh, when I was sick. Like that was what my mom would give me when I was sick when I was a kid. Which I don't even know if that still exists. Does it? Oodles of noodles? Is that like cup of noodles? It's the same thing. Yeah, it's like ramen noodles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was called Oodles and Noodles, and it came. It was like a brick of noodles. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it would come in like that. Like it would be. It's like a brick of noodles, and it would have like the flavoring, right? So like then you you boil the water, you put the noodle. It was actually really good, but you oh, put the delicious. brick of noodles in, and then you put a certain amount of water in, and then you have like the flavoring that goes in, and boom, it's done. I, you, I have seen. I've had friends who have taken the Oodles of Noodles, but then they'll dress it up and they'll actually put like um, ramen ingredients into the oodles of noodles. So they'll put like the eggs, they'll put some like filet mignon in there oh, that's a and good then call. let it cook in there. Oh, it's, yeah, that's a good call. It's really good. It's solid. Um, so mailbag this week, I, I'm, I have one schedule question. You and I are going to get totally boomer on the schedule, which I'm really looking forward to because mm-hmm. I feel a little boomer sort of rising up in me. And yeah, it's this good. is it's... like full Clint Eastwood and El Camino coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, like Gran Torino, Clint Eastwood is... Oh, Gran Torino. Sorry. Right? Yeah. That, so that's that's like an 11 out of 10 on the boomer scale. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably like a 4 or a 5, um, but I'm getting there. And the uh, the NFL, I think, is causing some boomerism in me. Um, but we'll get to that a little bit down the road. Um, the first question, though, is something that I've written about. It's something that you've written about and I think is really, 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 really going to put a stamp on sort of the, the, the underbelly of this season. And that is, do you think tanking will be a big issue this year with the group of quarterbacks that are coming available? We're talking about Caleb Williams and Drake May specifically. I think yes, and I think you think yes too. Yeah, I think so, and I I think it's, I mean, look, like I I think the way that the teams approach these sorts of things has changed, you know, and like a lot of like the like the analytics people being involved, knowing exactly what you're walking away from in a situation like that if you don't do things a certain way, the research the teams are doing, and I mean, look, like I, I brought this up in the mailbag. Um, you know, so like I feel like I'm stealing my own grand grand theft content here, like stealing my own <laughs> content, right? Um, but uh, I, yeah, like there there are examples of like teams like doing it the other way. You know, like everybody thought the Bills were were tanking in 2017 when they they traded Ronald Darby and and, and Sammy Watkins during training camp. They traded Marcel Darius during the season, um, and they weren't. You know, like Sean McDermott got into the playoffs in year one, and they still wound up with Josh Allen. So like there are like examples of it working out. There are more examples of it not though. Sure. Like you know, and so I think like you look at the 2020 Jets, right? How different would that whole operation look if they hadn't gone on that random two-game winning streak? Was it like under Greg Williams as the interim coach? Was that right? No, Greg Williams got fired from that team for calling a zero blitz against the Raiders. <laughs> remember they got beat on a Hail Mary yeah. and they were in like cover zero for absolutely no reason? Do you remember that? I do remember that. That was totally insane. <laughs> so it was Gase it was still the Trevor coach. Lawrence. Ga- I mean that Gase, game did, but yeah, Gase was still the coach then. But yeah. So they win two games against playoff teams in December of twenty twenty. It cost them Trevor Lawrence. How different do the Jets look? Like, do you think the Bengals 
regret losing all those games in 2020, right? Like they lost an overtime game in week 16. It would have cost them Joe Burrow, Mm -hmm. right? And if Washington winds up with Joe Burrow instead of Chase Young at the top of that draft, how different does it look? I mean, there's a ton of examples of like what it means to get a franchise quarterback at the top of the draft. And I think in this situation, it's going to be sort of a perfect storm where we have a couple guys who, as long as they play well in the fall, I think are going to be looked at as like both these guys are legitimately in any year worth the first overall pick. Maybe one of them rises into that like Elway, Manning, Luck, like categories prospect. Lawrence, like maybe not, but I think we can count on them being two really, really solid prospects. And, you know, you're like, say like Desmond Ritter doesn't work out in Atlanta and that thing kind of goes down in flames. Say that Washington, the has an interim coach and a new owner pushing the buttons, right? Like, and the Sam Howell thing doesn't work. Tampa, you know, like if Baker Mayfield doesn't work, like there are teams you can already look at and say, well, if the quarterback situation really blows up on them, where are they, they going to be in December? I, I just think, I don't think anybody's going to be tanking in September to be clear about this, but yeah, I mean, think when we get to December, as long as Drake May and Caleb Williams are who we think they're going to be at North Carolina and USC in the fall, that's what we're all going to be talking about. Week 16, week 17, week week 18, like there's going to be jockeying for the first overall pick. And by the way, just a reminder to everybody out there and teams out there, you're allowed to tank. You're allowed to go so far. Uh, you know, we, we did an investigation on this two years ago. You can pay your coach to have higher draft picks. You can give your coach cash That's right. in a bag and say, here you go, great job getting a top five draft pick. Um, even though you didn't do anything weird to get there, here's $225,000. Yeah. Uh, great job, tax-free, just take it home. And you know what the Browns investigation did was it basically created the baseline, right? It's like, yeah. just don't dip below this. Don't do anything crazier than that. Uh, in so far as like, you know, basically paying your coach to lose games, but not quite paying your coach to lose games. And so really it's open season out there. You could do whatever you want as a GM and a coach. And really it's not that hard. Put a bad team on the field. Now there's ethical concerns with this out the wazoo, right? It's not safe. It's psychologically damaging to players. Joe Thomas talked about crying in his car after some of these games. Um, there's no chance there's there's a chance that you throw these guys out there to get their asses beat and they're not going to want to play for you anymore right and they're going to yep. want to go somewhere else and not be part of the solution so you're taking an inherent risk but if you get Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams is Caleb Williams a lot more people are going to want to come there and so i think that was always the thing that was in the back of the Browns' mind it was always the thing that was in the back of the Dolphins' mind. Those were sort of the two most yeah. pronounced examples of let's well, get as close as we can to legal tanking as humanly possible. And and like I do think like to some degree it takes on a different context in football than it does in other sports because of the lack of guaranteed contracts. Mm-hmm. You know, like so. I mean, if how many players on a roster, especially a bad roster, are Guaranteed of their spot the next year, maybe 10. And that's like probably high, yep. <laughs> right? So you're talking about like, you know, and, and it, it, let's say it's 10. You're talking about 43 guys out there who are going into the last three weeks of the season, not knowing where they're going to play the next year and how they play in those three weeks could affect where they are the next year. So I do think that there's definitely some ethical concerns. But again, like we're talking about the sort of things that can shape a franchise even if like like, there's even an example of it without a quarterback right like and i brought this up in the column too like the eagles when they that that whole thing remember joe judge gets pissed off about the eagles throwing the game and um and i think if i remember right they they start did hurts not play at all or did they pull hurts halfway through they pulled hurts halfway through for oh sudfeld right wasn't it sudfeld Sudfeld. nate sudfeld right so they like they did that and they got killed for it but guess what? They wound up with the sixth pick. And I looked this up. They wound up with the sixth pick. They would have otherwise had the ninth pick if they had won that game, right? So they trade down from six to 12, then back up to 10, and wind up with Devontae Smith, who they probably would have taken ninth overall anyway, right? Right. In the process, they wind up with another first-round pick, and that winds up being Jordan Davis. 
Yeah. So losing that game basically netted them Jordan Davis. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, I, I again, I understand like you want every game to be on the level and the integrity of the game is important, but it does come to a point at the end of these seasons where it's hard to argue that the right thing to do is for a team isn't to lose the game. And, you know, in a situation where there's a quarterback involved, like a Caleb Williams or a Drake May, if, again, if they become what we think they're going to become over the next six months, it'd be hard to argue that, like, it wouldn't be worth it to, I guess, creatively, and I've got the air quotes up there now, I know people can't see me, creatively manage your roster down the stretch. Here's what I'm doing if I'm a, a, a really good player, like a good veteran player on this team. I'm going into the front office in like October and I'm saying, all right, I get it. I know what you're doing. I'm on board. I'm going to help, but you're going to put another year of guarantees on the back end of my contract. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to go find every reporter that I know and I'm going to talk to them on the phone about tanking until you cut me and pay me the rest of my guaranteed salary anyway. Now, a lot of these guys don't have that advantage but because you think about it right and who does this end up benefiting at the end sure fans right but yep. like personally who does this benefit maybe two people the gm and possibly the coach if you're going to keep him around but right. the texans basically been doing this for three years and two head coaches have already gotten fired for it and so it's one of those things where you know it really is like like howie his reputation has been solidified as one of the greatest executives in the nfl what's lost in that is it cost a full coaching staff their jobs, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and any number of Eagles players who were just sort of washed out in the laundry because of this, um, it looks awesome now, and it brought them to a Super Bowl, but there is that sort of, that back end of it that's really hard to digest, you know? Right, right. And, and I, look, like, I, and I said there too, like, I'm not advocating for a coach to coach to lose a game. I'm not co advocating for players to play to lose a game, you know, like in most cases, you know, again, especially with a bad team, they can't afford to do that. But like, I do think like if you're the general manager or if you're co the coach during the week, right? Like if you're the coach during the week, like, are there things you can do creatively to save yourself to, to like, you know, sit the quarterback to, if there's a guy, a veteran with a nagging injury, tell him you're taking a couple weeks off. Like, right. I mean, I just think that that's the, that's probably going to wind up being the smart play for a lot of these franchises when we get to December and January, which is a great way for the two of us to ring in schedule release day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one -on -one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that, see that? ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. All right, let's move that one up uh, because I have I have a lot of hot takes about this. Um, yeah, I think schedule release is the absolute dumbest. <laughs> There's a lot of things that the NFL they already have a monopoly on the calendar. They have yeah. the whole year. They have free agency. They have the draft. They have the regular season. They have the playoffs. They have the Super Bowl. They have training camp. Everything is wall to wall. They've already won. This is sheer idiocy the <laughs> fact that they are peppering games all throughout let's see how dumb our fans are <laughs> it's looking yeah extreme. like first of all you already know the opponents guys you already know them and and i understand okay we're trying to plan trips and we're trying to do that i mean there's kayak there's trip advisor like you, it doesn't take very long to plan a vacation if you you can do it the day you know it this idea that it takes months and months and months to secure this time to be able to go see an NFL game. I'm sorry. I just don't buy it. And so you just, I, we already know the opponents. I don't see the, you're just revealing it like, ah, ta-da, here's what order it's in. It's just, it's so silly to me. And I have a sneaking suspicion and I don't know if this is true, but I feel like there have been so many misfired, schedule release reports that I feel like the NFL is going full black briefcase on this. I think that they are like locking the schedule down. They're punishing the leakers. This is like 2019 white house. Stuff. So like they're just trying let, to get to the like, bottom of it. But let's, let's map this out then though, Connor. So like, let's say, let's say like I'm a, I'm um, a, like I'm a suspected leak, right? Like at the league office, I work at park Avenue. I'm a suspected leak. Do they plant a fake game on me? Yes. To, like, you know what I mean? Like, is that the way it works then? Yes. So I think That's what, like, how it goes. Was there, what, give, me, give me an example. There was a fake one out there. I think you said Christmas Eve. There was I one think that was, like, supposed was wrong. I it was supposed to be Giants-Cowboys on Christmas Eve. And okay, so, so that ended up not being true. So I'm at the league office. I am leaking my information to, let's say... I don't know. Who can we pick on here? I'll have some fun with somebody. Ian Rappaport, my buddy Ian Rappaport, <laughs> yeah. right? There you but, go. Like, like, and Ian, like, well, he's a bad example, though, because he, he can't. He works for the like, league, so he, he wouldn't leak the schedule, league. right? Yeah. And Adam Schefter works for a television partner, so he wouldn't leak right, the schedule. All right, so, like, jo- Johnny over-exuberant, like, reporter who thinks sure. these are real scoops, right? Yes. So Johnny Reporter, so I planted on Johnny Reporter. Johnny Reporter tweets it, and then the league office goes, aha, Mm-hmm. We only gave that game, which is mm-hmm. fake, to one person. Yes. You're fired. Yes. And I get fired. Mm-hmm. There it is. I, I actually like that. That's a good tinfoil hat theory. Because not only have I not only have I seen um not only have I seen fake games come across the Twitter sphere, like just in like random casual conversations, like I have had fake games come across my purview that sounded legit. And I was like, huh, like, and, but then you kind of look into it and you're like, okay, not true. But it's, it's, it is interesting that there seems to be a lot of BS out there this year and just this versus uh, past years versus past years. And I always wondered, you know, like, okay, they're trying to feel bad for like this. So like, there's like the, I, and I, Joe Biscaglia, who does a good, great job covering the Bills. I think Love you know Joe. Joe too. Oh yeah, right. Like so, so, Joe does a really nice job covering the Bills. 
I saw this morning on Twitter, he had like a grid set up, which is like, it, it, it has like, like, so as the leaks come out during the day, he's like blacking things out. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, and on the grid, you can kind of see the schedule coming together. And I'm, I'm thinking like, Joe looks like he could like solve the all, all the world's problems in Microsoft Excel with what he's doing here. But like it screws it up for someone like that, right? Like because now all of a sudden they're going to have to go in and maybe backtrack on a couple of those as they're entering them in. To Joe, Joe's putting the schedule together and he doesn't notice the red sniper dot that's like on his forehead right now. And the <laughs> yeah. NFL's like, we need people to tune into Amazon Prime at 630 to see... Uh, Ryan F- Ryan Fitzpatrick, read this out loud. You know, it's just like Joe. Like, what are we doing, Joe? If you're listening, go to the, quietly go to the window, <laughs> and if you if there is a windowless van on the curb, run out the back door. <laughs> check the wi check the Wi Fi where um I forget where uh one of my neighbors has named their Wi Fi network FBI, and so. <laughs> It, like and That's all of our good. houses like are kind that. of close together, and so it's funny. Like if you go to like put your Wi-Fi password back in, it just says FBI van. I think it is. Yeah. And so, but you just uh, yeah, check good. your Wi-Fi, Joe. Is FBI van outside? You know. Yeah. But the, the other thing that I wanted to touch on too, and so it's interesting. A couple weeks ago, I did a, um, I did a couple classes with some high schoolers, uh, graduating seniors, and I think rising sophomores to juniors. And, you know, I was there to kind of talk about what I did for a living. But most of the class, I was like asking them, how do you guys consume NFL content? What's interesting to you? And I think that the fatigue is real. And the more that we spread this stuff out, like there's what, Mm -hmm. like a like a four o'clock Jets uh, Black Friday game after the day after Thanksgiving on Amazon Prime. Like it's just exhausting. And the triple header on Christmas I don't know about you, but I think that was the Christmas game. I'm this like year. legitimately pissed off about that. Was that the Vikings game this past year? The Vikings comeback was that on Christmas? Yes, it was. Uh, yes, it no, was. it was Christmas Eve. No, no, it was Christmas Eve. No, Christmas the Vikings Eve. game was on Christmas Day because I was, was at Christmas- my parents' house. I swear it was Christmas Eve. I know it was Christmas Eve because I took, I went and got my kids something at the hockey store. The hockey store would not have been open at halftime of that game. I went out to pick them up something at the hockey store. And the hockey store would not have been open if it was Christmas Day. Uh, let's see here. Um, it had to be Christmas Eve. Now I'm, I think uh, it was that Saturday. Oh, no, it wasn't. You're right. You know what? Okay, this is why I messed up, okay? Because my family celebrated Christmas on the 18th this year because my, uh, my sister came in from England. That's why. So that was our Christmas Day. Um, oh, all right. Okay. So like, we, I remember sense. us okay. like dinner being on the table and I'm like, ah, oh, this yeah. game's dog shit. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, like everyone's freaking out and then you know, having to go back and work and stuff. But Christmas to me is like a triple header on Christmas. Really? It's yeah. just, I, you know, we need a day away from, <laughs> you know, getting gambling I mean, ads shoved down our throats. Like, can I don't, one like, day I be don't sacrosanct? Need... Yeah, I mean, like, I I don't need my kids' Christmas memories being, like, dad sitting with a laptop in front of the TV. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? I agree. So hopefully hopefully they won't, like, extend this out until, until, like, Tuesday and Wednesday when Christmas goes there over the next... Because obviously this is all dictated by day of the week. Right. But Monday is a sign that they're experimenting with it. And, like, last year was, like, I think Christmas Day, if I remember right, and I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I think... I think the games, I think it was Dolphins-Packers, which was an okay game. It was Rams-Broncos, which was a total dog because both those teams tanked. And I think it was Bucks cardinals So you had one team that was sort of in it but wasn't very good, and the Cardinals were the other one, right? Bucks, so we cardinals, actually got lucky. broncos rams packers dolphins Wow, how about that? I got it. That was but if you remember, but, 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 but that actually helped out, right? Like Because like those games wound up being not very good. So I... Like, I, I never root. You know, we don't root. That's not part of what we do. But it's hard not to root against the team. It's not hard not to root for the teams that are playing Christmas Day to wind up being irrelevant when you get there. 100%. Christmas <laughs> you know Day I mean? in, in NBA is a thing, right? That's yeah. always been a thing. And I respect that. And I think that there is sort of a... a, a and if an you honor. cover the NBA, there's like 82 games. So you don't need to lock in for that, right? Right, right. Um, and with the NFL... I just remember thinking, 
why do I have to turn my TV on that day? And I, no one's going to feel bad for me, right? I watch football for mm-hmm. a living. I get it. And so, yes, I have to watch football on Christmas. Poor poor Connor. And it's in the afternoon after everyone opens presents already. And by then our kids are passed out under the Christmas tree, having eaten like three chocolate bars and, you know, yeah. crashing their scooters into each other. So it's is it really that bad? No. But the fact that we keep piling on and piling on, whereas I think the interesting thing here, and they touched on it back during COVID, was why not sneak more NFL games into windows of time when absolutely nothing is happening? Right. Like and, and maybe it's I get it. You have to you get charged more for advertising on certain days. Mm-hmm. And you can't. And there's some money to, behind this. But do you remember and talking to some of the kids like how much you liked it on Tuesday at 630? There's an NFL game like Bill's Bill's Titans is just on yeah. TV. Like there's nothing else going on. You get back home from basketball practice. You're just making dinner on a normal night. You would just I don't know, scroll through Instagram and go to bed. And now. Bill's Titans is on. That's cool. Right. Nine games on Christmas sucks. Yeah. And I, I uh, you know, I think the other thing, and I think this is what you're touching touching on too, um, the sort of born on third base element of being somebody who's an executive at the NFL, like they get in the NFL office, right? Like and how like they have this inherent advantage over everybody else. I don't even think it's like this generation. I think it's like our generation, right? Like the people who are like, in their thirties and forties now, like it started with us, right? Like where attention spans are such where less is more. And I think one of the big advantages that the NFL has had over every other sport is the scarcity of its product. And because of the scarcity of the product, because it, there aren't that many of them, every one of them can be built into an event. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think college football is the same way. Like you look at college game day. Why does it work for college football and not college basketball? Because though those big college programs have like six home games a year, they're events. You know what I mean? Like if you go to one of those schools, they they build their weekends around it. Why college basketball? You play a thirty game schedule, and it's Saturday. Like why is anybody going to show up for that? You know what I mean? Like so. I think like one of the huge advantages that football in general and the NFL in particular have had over every other sport is the scarcity of its product and the ability to make every game an event because of that. And I think there is a point where you hurt that because like you're like football doesn't ask much of you. You know what I mean? Like following a baseball team is work, right? Like 162 games, like that is work. Yes. Like being able to keep up with everything and like it is, it's just, it's a lot, you know? And, um, and you know, like with, with football, it's like, what are they asking of you? Not that much, right? Like not that much. Hey, Sunday at one o'clock, be here to watch your favorite team play. Right. It's not the same as like saying like, yeah, like we want you to watch Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the middle of, you know, July. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I think it's like, obviously it, it, it's a very different thing. So, you know, I 100% believe like I, I'm, I'm a believer at least that, um, you know, I'm a believer at least that like the scarcity of the NFL product is, has been to a huge advantage that, that football's had over everybody else forever. Yeah. I do think though, um, I think we're in alignment that they need to respect, uh, certain aspects of, uh, human life. lives. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the NFL never ca- d- doesn't care about me. I, I I'm trying to go back in my head and think about the worst things that have interrupted my life for um, um, well, for football. Even when you even when you were a kid, Connor, did you ever like think like when? And I remember for me, like my memories of Christmas Day were like, you know, I get like whatever the new video game was, like I wanted it. And if I got it, I'd spend the whole day with my brother in my pajamas playing, right? Yep. Playing the video games. And you just sit there all day and it was great. You know, I can't ever remember thinking, I wish, and I love football. I can't ever remember like sitting there thinking, I wish there was an NFL game on today. Yeah. And if you're a parent, you're like, let's say you're the the mom or the dad in this situation and you're a diehard Broncos fan, whatever it might be, right? You've spent the entire week, the entire month building up Christmas as a holiday. You've probably hosted or attended events. You've stayed up all night. Spoiler alert, everybody out there, like Santa doesn't bring the presents. Um, You know, the parents (laughs) have to put these together. Um, Jeez. I didn't know we were going there. This wasn't wasn't on your pod outline. We we should. We... we... (laughs) 
I will I will go back to the intro and I will put a spoiler alert in there that we talk about what happens with Santa Claus. But you're just exhausted. And I mean, I don't know. I grew up a Browns fan. Do I really want to watch like oh gosh, like I'm trying to even think of a quarterback that we've had. Um like Oh, why did I go complete Kelly Holcomb? Like, do I really want to then put myself through that after yeah. after building the Barbie dream house, after putting Thomas the Tank Engine together, after getting going on no sleep at all for three days? Like, no, I want to fall asleep on the couch watching my kids basking in my kids' enjoyment of life. That's what I want. To I feel like this is like where, like, and I think Mark Cuban was long was largely wrong with what he said. But I think this is like the sort of situation where he's right, where he what he said was right. You know what I mean? Like where fat hogs get slaughtered or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I just like, I mean, here's the thing. Like they have all of us, right? Like they know all of us, like the uh, the people who cover the sport, the, the, the biggest football fans are going to watch. They can put whatever on whenever and people will, like people like us are going to watch what the, the people that are looking to rope in with these things are the casual fan. I don't think the casual fan is going to build his Christmas day around a one o'clock game. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think anybody's going to like not go to church, you know, on the West coast, like, right. Like, so like, say, you know, you have 1030 mass. Are you not going because you want to catch the 10 AM Pacific <laughs> kickoff? If you're a casual fan, my guess is no. And that's the fans that are after, you know what I mean? Like, and I just, I don't know. Like I, it's I'm going to admit that I'm biased on this one because I just don't want a triple header on Christmas Day period. But I don't know that it's like the smartest business thing either. Yeah, no, I agree. It's um, it's uh, give us Nick Sixers, not Giants Eagles. I agree. And also props to this. I'm just checking Twitter to make sure I didn't uh, miss anything before we go into the so the, the peek behind the curtain. It's about 1130 on Thursday. Way to go, Matt Schneidman of the Athletic, tweeting the whole damn Packers schedule. Good this for you, buddy. guy, isn't he? Hell yeah, Daily Orange he University. Is, yeah. That's how you yeah. report. Yeah, and if anybody thinks that's fake or false, like it actually is the way that the teams get. Like that's what the sheet looks like that the teams get. It's like that spreadsheet, right? Yep. I saw that earlier. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Good for and, you. And kudos to the person in the Packers organization yes. who gave it to him. Yes. For. Like having some fun and messing with the league office here. Too. Yes. Oh, it's just, I just, oh, I love it. I love it. I love that they're so obsessed with keeping it a secret and we're just like the groundhog and Caddyshack and they can't do it. <laughs> and they're going to end up just blowing up the whole golf course to try to get us. Oh, that's good. That makes me very happy. What a way to end uh, that mailbag question. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Okay, so I stole this question from Anthony Aviard, who's just Anthony Av- at Anthony Aviard. So I was a little there bit bummed go. about That's this. Simple. Yeah, well, I thought maybe it would be like, you know, like Bone Dog 96 underscore, you know, exclamation point. No, just good for you. Putting your actual name on the uh, on your Twitter avatar. I like that. I respect that. Um, his question was, are the McNairs okay with Nick Casario vomiting up their future draft capital in a def- desperate attempt to save his job? Which is a, a very colorfully phrased um, uh, question. But I think the sentiment is there, right? I, I, I think that I wrote that I was a little uncomfortable with what the Texans did. You and I talked about this in our, our full draft breakdown. It would scare me if I'm a Texans fan. I think I would have liked to see a little more Howie Roseman magic being sprinkled on my draft capital. And you're putting a lot on C.J. Stroud in year one for that next year's pick to not be, you know, maybe like a top three or a top four pick that you gave away for um, mm-hmm. for Will Anderson. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What's the comfort level there with Casario? Because there was all these reports, oh, maybe he might go back to New England. Maybe he's not even going to yeah. stay here. What, what's going on there? Well, I mean, I think like the – I think the genesis of some of those reports was – I think there are some things structurally that need to be worked out there um, and how people's contracts set up, who has what power, all of that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Um, I do, I, I would say in this particular situation, I can't imagine that like Nick would do something like that, that would just be like, I need to go on and save my job right now. Um, and the main reason why is because A, I think, well, main reasons why. Um, a, I think D'Amico Ryan's has real juice there, like real juice is on the even on the personnel side there. Um, B, my understanding is ownership was more involved in this one than ever before, and I do think like there was a element of ownership that got involved here close to the end. Now, I, but the day before the draft, I talked to a couple people there who said to me that. Um, that the owner and the GM and the coach that McNair and, and Casario and Ryan's were still meeting and we're going to meet on Thursday morning, the morning of the draft, just to, again, talk over the philosophy of how they were going to handle the second and 12 picks. And like the idea was we want to come out of this with an edge rusher and a quarterback. Can we afford to take the edge rusher at two and wait on the quarterback or trade up from 12 into the top, back into the top 10 and get the quarterback that way. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the discussion came earlier that maybe they take an edge rusher and not a quarterback at two. And so, like, I think, you know, in discussing Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson somewhere along the line, I think, you know, both Nick, Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryans fell in love with Will Anderson. And it makes sense because if you look at it, like Casario has strong ties to Alabama through all his years in New England and the connections there to Saban. And D'Amico Ryans is like legitimately a, a legendary player at Alabama, right? So they're going to have all the information on Will Anderson. They're going to know everything about him. He's going to be a middle of the fairway pick for for them because of their connections there. And you know, like so, the way I look at it is ownership gets involved. Maybe ownership is you know kind of says like we need to come we need to come away with the quarterback. Like period, end of story. We need to come away with the quarterback. And so they look at it and say, okay, so we need to figure out a way to come away with both. We feel really strongly about Will Anderson. So, like, 
we've got the edict that we have to have the quarterback here. So let's take the quarterback at two. That'll devalue the third pick. And then we'll come back up and, and get Will Anderson with the third pick. And that's with the acknowledgement that you could wind up losing Will Anderson if someone comes in late with Arizona and talks to them and all that stuff, right? So I think Stroud was the one you, that they felt like they absolutely had to come out of the draft with. But like I sort of get the sense just knowing on how, the, how this happened and how this unfolded over the last three or four weeks leading up to the draft that maybe they had a similar feeling about Will Anderson where it was like, we would really feel like crap if we didn't walk away from this draft with that player. And they trade away their own pick, which is another interesting nuance to it because they could have said, no, we're trading Cleveland's pick, right? Um, and maybe they needed to trade their own pick to, 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 to get that, to get the third pick. But, I mean, I, I look at it as sort of like a feeling like, we feel like we're like actually getting like relatively close to being competitive because if they think that pick's going to be in the top five or six again next year, then they're probably not as, not as I'd say liberal about, about dealing, dealing that away. Yeah. It's a tough balance for teams to strike, right? Where, and I've always said this, if you're an owner, I think the most important thing that you need is not a good general manager, but somebody who manages the general manager. And is there someone that you can trust to sort of, ferret out for example like the end stop stop gap like a stop gap a stop gap right where you know you look back you know we we reference the 2020 jets for example or the 2019 jets you know those teams you know that to me signing levy on bell you know if you're mike mccagnon felt a lot like saving my job right you know i'm going to do something wild and just hey hurl the money you know you know what and i hate to cut you off but there are three phenomenal examples right there's buffalo and like what was left behind for sean mcdermott and 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 brandon bean by doug whaley and rex ryan right like to where they had to eat all of that dead money in 2018 that one year where they had like 60 million bucks on their books and then more recently in atlanta and chicago yep where both those teams and the new the new guys at those with those teams ryan poles and matt eberflus in chicago and then um terry fontenot and arthur smith in atlanta they both just got done with years where they like for lack of a better way of phrasing it, ate crap from a cap standpoint because of things that were done to keep teams together by people who are trying to save their jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so this is actually really common what you're talking about. Yeah. You need, uh, you need some of that oversight. Um, and who knows, maybe you get someone to manage your general manager. Maybe you get someone to manage the league's expectations on schedule release. Maybe you get someone to manage your <laughs> tanking operations and make sure the whole thing is in line there. Um, if you guys liked the mailbag episode, let us know. Please leave a rating and review. Give us a thumbs up, thumbs down. More mailbags, less mailbags. Let us know. Albert, thanks for coming by. And uh, what are you doing for the big schedule release? Are you uh, you making like lobster thermidor? Are you having like a big celebration over there? Or are we, what are we doing? We're going out for Emily's birthday. And I don't think the place that we are going has TVs. Good. So... Good. That means we won't get to watch the schedule release or or game six of um, of Celtics Sixers, which ah. um, yeah, big big point of contention on our staff right now between me and Mitch Goldich. Well, yeah, uh, I'm I'm rooting for Mitch because you know I I feel like well he deserves this. Well, he he <laughs> deserves it. Yes, he's a great editor, great person. Um, but also like, I don't know, I think Philly winning is just more fun for me. You're sort of like local though. You sort of grew up local to Philly somewhat. Yeah, but I hated Philadelphia. Um, and still I'm pretty skeptical. Were there lots of Sixers fans in Scranton? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that, that was the easiest thing for us to do. Like I remember, um, couple of uh parents you know whatever would you know pick us all up as kids and take us down there to see Allen Iverson which was cool it was awesome because it's only like it's only like an hour right like something like that it would be like an hour and 15 an hour and 20 but it was something that you could do you know right and I I remember going like once or twice when I was a kid bought a pretty cool ski hat um saw Allen (laughs) Iverson I think um maybe like Eric Snow uh, oh, Eric Snow, Michigan State, right? Yes. So, uh, yeah. 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 Snowman. The MMQB NFL podcast is produced by Shelby Royston. 
Mark Mravik is Emeritus Editor of the MMQB, Super Bowl Champion Andy Benoit, and the Rec League Basketball Three-Point Assassin Gary Gramling are the founders of the MMQB NFL Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this feed on Apple Podcasts, and once you do, leave a rating and review because it really does help other people find the show, which is also available on Spotify, Stitcher, SI.com, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.